What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to episode 13 of season two of Hit the Books, another week of podcasting here with my co-host, Huff Mackey and Ace, covering and analyzing each NFL game this week. This week is no different except for the fact we're going to cover some World Cup soccer. We got Beak here with us, a buddy of Ace, friend now and now a friend of the show. Beak had some success in the world of betting on soccer most recently. More from him shortly, but first, let's introduce my co-host and our guest this week, First up, Mackie. Not a great week in the NFL for any of us but Huff, that big dumb idiot, but, you know, we'll get around to it. What's up, Mackie? You're up. Yeah, what's going on? I uh, kept it light on the plays this week, wasn't having a lot of success, got killed on the Sunday 1 o'clock card, so I just uh, called the week right there. Overall, still up on the on the year, up up uh, I think four units, something like that, maybe three, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's getting into the later slate, and uh, going to keep rolling. Good stuff there, Mackie. Huff, you are up next. The only positive in units for any of us here this week. What do you got for us, buddy? Yeah, I had another nice week. Uh, one of my better ones that I've had in the past couple. Um, looking to keep those coming, obviously, in the future. Um, I don't even know what my exact record was. I think it was 5-2 and two or 6-2-1. and two and one, but Obviously, a nice weekend when you make 2.7 units, so build off that and get out of this hole that I dug myself early on so um whatever we can do there but just keep rolling the way I'm going good stuff there buddy ace let's roll over to you and why don't you introduce beak for us as well to everybody take it away buddy yeah um first off I'll give a little recap on my week um crazy week for myself uh still looking to build on that big second half that I've been having after a terrible first half like Huff but um yeah, went three and zero to start the weekend. Feeling great. Hit two back to back, two or three unit plays, which was nice with Brady carrying the load in the first one, and then the second one, Saquon getting in against that brutal Texans defense. Um, really got smoked in the four o'clock and eight o'clock games. Though lost everything I made. Tried to double up quick. Was up six units at three and zero. Ended up just under negative half a unit about. Um, so really no movement or anything, but. Yeah, okay, week, and I stayed away from those weird games in the prime time, like Mackie said, um, Monday Night Football, you know, Commanders beating the Eagles, who saw that coming? I think some of us did, actually. But, uh, yeah, no, ready to roll on another week. Uh, I got my boy Beak here. Um, some nice things about him, if you see my plays lately, some of them have been hitting, some have been not, a lot of up and down in football, but really carrying my bankroll is Beak with these soccer plays. Um, I believe it was Champions League, where we really uh, did some damage. I think it was like 11 for his last 11 or something like that. To close out the run, um, but yeah, happy to have him here to talk some World Cup, and uh, he's got a lot of sports knowledge. Another another WVU guy right here, probably biggest WVU guy on the pod, I'd say if I had to if I had to guess myself. But uh, yeah, Beak, why don't you come on, introduce yourself? Yeah, yeah, of course. Thank you guys for having me. It's an honor. Um, yeah, I've been having good success with soccer this year, uh, especially Champions League. Uh, this past weekend, Premier League, not so much. Man City. Losing an unexpected game to Brentford, that kind of killed my pocket. But overall, pretty good. Um, really looking forward to the World Cup. It's going to be fucking awesome. Uh, so a little bit weird that's in Qatar. It's in winter. But hey, let's fucking go. Good stuff. It, Beak, I'm really excited to have you on. I'm excited to hear about some soccer because my I myself am not an avid better soccer, I'd say. Uh I guess I maybe understand soccer, but not as much as maybe maybe I don't. That's a lie. You want yeah, you I want to score goals, soccer. Jesse? 
You yeah, score yeah. Goals. I like I like goals. Yeah, goals are fun. Beak, you already gave us a good overview of how you did in the champion, like you said. All right, and let's roll right into that, into the soccer with the with Beak. Ace, take it away. You got a good thing going. What's happening? Yeah, so like you said, Jesse, earlier, um, a lot of us really understand the game of soccer, we think, but not as much as the avid fan really does. So it really gets interesting when it comes to a big stage like the World Cup that's on every bar, every restaurant, every home. People, everyday people like us that are just the average sports better on football, a little bit of hockey, baseball, basketball. But when you start getting outside of those four main American sports, it's tough to really get into those bets. So that's why it's great to have Beak on with us today. I know he has a lot loaded up on the plate, and he can really help us uh, look into some of those lines that we really want to be looking at and who we're going to be tailing for this uh, whole World Cup stage. As we know, everybody wants to throw a little bit of dough on this. Uh, Beak, what do you got for us today? Yeah, um, I mean, it's the biggest stage of them all. Uh, it's the biggest tournament of like, in the world. Um yeah, it's it's a it's a weird sport um, to follow because everything's in European time. Everything's pushed back a little bit. So like my Saturdays, I have to wake up at seven thirty to watch the games, and most people are you know hungover on Saturdays and they don't care about soccer. They don't want to watch people kick the ball around. But I I love it. I mean, I grew up watching soccer. Grew up playing soccer. Runs through the family. Um, yeah, I I. I yeah, I, I can't. I can't disagree with you. I feel like everybody feels that vibe when the World Cup, especially when Team USA. You really see it more with the woman, but um, when they really catch that vibe, the whole country really backs when we rally around that soccer team. But uh, this is pretty interesting here because normally the players we were talking about before, people are on there. How do they even classify those teams? Their club teams, I guess you'd say. Yes, club teams. Yeah, so we're really looking at the club teams where you did work, but now it's a whole different slate to look at. We have the World Cup stage. Um, so you got you have some some of the notes you were talking about you had that were broken out. What did you say? You had groups and stages. If you could explain that a little bit. Yeah, of course. So um, how the World Cup works. So it's eight eight groups consisting of uh, four teams. They play each other all once. And so if you win a game, you get three points. A draw, both teams get one points. And if you lose, you get zero points. And of course, the top two teams move on to the uh, round of sixteen. Um, so that's how that works. Um, yeah, do I, you want me to do a little rundown on uh, each group and what I think for them? Or yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. Yeah, of course. All right, so um, so we got Group A. We got the Netherlands, which is my um, which is my country, very Dutch. Uh, we got Qatar, the host nation, uh, Senegal, and Ecuador. Um, for me, I think Netherlands should be able to get through this group. They have a very strong defense. Um, they have players. And uh, all, all across the uh, big four, big five, I guess. I don't really count France, but um, they, they have yeah. quality all over the field. They should be able to get through this group. And then the other three teams, Qatar, Senegal, Ecuador, it's a very, it could go either way. Um, Senegal is a very sneaky team. They have uh, one of the best players in the world, Sadio Mane. Um, but we're not sure about him. I know he's missing the first game against the Netherlands, which is huge. Um, he kind of carries this. He carries the team. They have quality in the back as well. So they're, they're a sneaky team. If Sadio Mane could stay healthy, I can see them progressing pretty far. Then there's Ecuador. Um, very young team. They gave Brazil trouble in the qualifiers. So you could always, you, you got to look out for them. You never know what's going to happen. It's a crazy tournament. Anything could happen, which is 
where I get to the point of Qatar, who are, I believe they're the worst team in the tournament, lowest ranking, lowest FIFA ranking. But home field advantage is huge, especially in that country. It's going to be 100, 120 degrees there. They, all their players play in the Qatar League. So they've been actually like practicing as a team for a month now, I believe, while the other teams have been out in Europe playing and they have not been practicing. They're not. Team chemistry isn't quite there. Um, they're a little banged up. It's a big time of the year for them. Um, so I could see Qatar kind of sneaking through, especially in their first game against Ecuador, which is a very winnable game for them. If they could get that first win, they could go through. But overall, my my uh, my standings for Group A, I have Netherlands first. I do have Qatar second. I think they'll sneak through with that first win. I think they'll have trouble against the Netherlands, but I think they'll get it done against Senegal. It'll be a close game. Third, I have Senegal, and then fourth, Ecuador. So that's Group so, A. So, so you're saying for Group A, if betting favorite, the only safe play really is Netherlands coming out of that group. Yeah, it would be Netherlands, but their odds are like they're minus like one thousand yeah, to get they're through. They're crazy. So, yeah, yeah. I'm so not sure everything is everything else group. is up in the air. What was that? With, Sorry, with, with everything else is up in the air. It seems like with Qatar at home, you see that in a lot of other sports. Um, home field advantage really a huge thing. So they might have decent odds to look at, especially coming in as a low ranked seed. You're saying? Yeah. So they are currently plus. Let me take a look. They're plus three fifty to qualify, which I I love those odds. Um. Like I said, they're not the best team, but 2018, Russia was the worst-ranked team, and they made it through their group. Their group was a little bit weaker, but they made it through their group, and they ended up going to the um, quarterfinals. So you just you never know with this tournament. You just got to gotta get hot at the right time. It's like the NCAA tournament. Get hot at the right time. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, that makes sense. What do you got for the next group? Yeah, Group B here, England, USA, Wales, and Iran. What do you think coming out of here? Yeah, so we got our host, uh, or not the host of the tournament, but uh, our country, USA. Uh, very exciting for us. We missed out in 2018, which was devastating, especially for me. That was That's one of the worst losses I've ever had to deal with. Um, that, that was brutal. But um, things are looking up. We're the youngest team in the tournament. Um, first game against Wales, which is going to be, it's going to determine everything for us. We kind of we're not looking too good coming in uh we drew against saudi arabia lost to japan not good results for us don't really like our coach bell bear halter um but if they can get it done against wales i like our chances um because all the other Wait. teams kind of go ahead Beak, real quick so uh jesse or Beak, do you guys have the uh Odds up for that game for that USA game. I know, I know everybody on our pod is definitely going to be looking to hit that. I know everybody in the country is probably looking. Is there any value yeah, there? Got, is there any got, chance of that game? I got USA plus one hundred and sixty, the tie at plus one one ninety five, and Wales at plus two hundred. Yeah, so it's very close. It could go either way. Um, yeah, I, I really, I think we could get it done against Wales. It's going to be tough. All the games are going to be tough, but I think Wales. Mm, is probably the easiest matchup for us just because of uh, how the way Iran plays. They are very, um, very defensive. They play on the counter. They might give us a little bit of trouble because of that. And then England is England. They're, they're great all around. 
Um, I'm hoping for a draw in that game. That would be awesome. But it's a, it's a tough group. It's one of the toughest groups out there. Um, I expect England to run away with it. They, they should get first. You never know, but they should. They have the most depth. They're good everywhere. They have Harry Kane. He's going to – he always shows up for the big tournaments. Um, they went to the uh, Euro 2020 final last time around. Um, yeah. So, so well, your, your, your favorite picks out your favorite picks out of that group B, who are you thinking off the top of your head right now? So I have it as England first, USA second, Iran third, Wales fourth. All but right. USA is – Minus 110 to make it out of the group, plus 100. So it's like about even money. So if you're going to bet on the USA, if some kind of future bet, that's the bet you're going to take for them. Because I, I don't see them going any further than that. They maybe could sneak around 16 win. But once they get on to like the France's, the Argentina's, Brazil's, they, they don't have the quality to beat them. But things are looking up. They're young and good. So I have USA group B to qualify, minus 105. What does that mean? They would just have to. Um, they would have to advance from the group. So, my ideal many, picture for that just is just one. Just just one advance from each group. Two, two, two from two each. Two from each group. So there's eight groups. Two from each. Okay. Okay. All right. I was wondering how. Yeah. So everybody's thinking it's England. That second spot up for grabs in Group B is really coming down to USA and Wales. You're thinking. USA, Wales, or Iran is also very sneaky too. They're they're good out of the back. They can they can punch in a goal. Their forwards so aren't drew, bad either. We drew a, they're, they're we much drew a tough older, group. We drew a tough oh, group, huh? We yeah, drew one of the tough group. They, they didn't get a good draw there. But, hey, go, go, USA. It is what is the, it is there. Let's jump over to Group C. Argentina, Poland, Mexico, and where I just was, Saudi Arabia. What do we think here, Kyle? Or Beak? So, Argentina, it's Messi's last ride. He already said this is going to be his last World Cup. Um, it's very sad. We all want to see him get his first World Cup. It would be huge. Um, and he got pretty blessed with, the, I, in my opinion, an easy group. Um, Argentina, should they should, be, they should go through, no problem, in my opinion. And then the second spot is going to be up for grabs. I think uh, Saudi Arabia doesn't have the talent. They're, I, I actually have a future bet for them. To score the least amount of goals in the tournament, they might not even get a goal. In my That's, I like that. That's a cool, That's a cool bet. bet. They're plus six hundred for that. So plus dang, 600. all right. Yeah, it's who's it's the favorite there? They're not the favorite. I'm guessing though. They're probably Saudi good Arabia. odds on everybody to get out of that group. No, just no, score the lowest in the tournament. I think they are the favorite. Then uh, Costa Rica, which is my. Gotcha. I think I'm putting money on both of them because I think they're the two worst teams. The two weakest teams in in soccer, I feel like it's so, especially in the World Cup. It's so talent, so like the top talents there. Like if you're not one of them, you might get shut out every game, right? Yeah, you like they don't have both of those teams don't have much talent in the European, uh, in the European leagues, and that's huge. Like you need you need some guys at least. Uh, it's it's so it's so much it's so different compared to like our league MLS and the European league, it, there's a huge, huge difference, but all right. So going off uh group C that's for the second, uh, for the second spot, it's between Poland and Mexico. Uh, I don't like either of these teams, to be honest, I'm a little bit biased because it's Mexico, but they, they haven't looked good. They didn't look good in qualifiers. They, 
I, I believe they didn't get a win against either USA or Canada, which are the two stronger teams out of the uh, North America region. Um, they have decent players up top. They play a possession ball, which is not what they used to do, and it just hasn't been working for them. Um, so going off that, I think Poland will get the second spot. They have the best player in the world, in my opinion, Robert Lewandowski. First or second best player in the world, but he's he's phenomenal. Where does he um, play for a club? So he plays at Barcelona now. He was at Bayern Munich for seven, eight years. He was top scorer almost every year. Um, but they they don't have a lot other than Lewandowski. They have a solid defense. Uh, they have Zelensky in the midfield. He's he's pretty good, but. It's it's going to be a crapshoot for that group. Uh, ex- Argentina is going to fly through. They have crazy odds to go through and to top the group. But so definitely yeah. uh, just Argentina there, and you stay away on betting the rest of that group. Yeah, I'd I'd stay away. I mean, if anyone, uh, me- yes, I, the thing you with don't Mexico want to force though it. is they they've made I think five straight round of sixteens, and uh, they they've lost in the round of sixteen each time, and their goalie. Uh, Ochoa, he always shows up for the World Cup, so you just you don't know. But I know he's getting Jesse, a little bit, he's getting a little bit older. I know Jesse that? loves that with the, with the trend there. Five straight, uh, five straight qualifications out of their out of their rounds. That's so huge. Yes. That's yeah, pretty good. That's crazy. crazy stat. Let's see if but, you, do you have any trends for that last group there, Group D. Group D. Okay, so we got Denmark, France, Australia, and uh, Tunis- Tunisia. Is that how you yeah, pronounce it? I believe that's correct. Tunisia. I should know this. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so this is an interesting fact. Um, France, they're the 2018 winners. Um, so let me go off this. 20, 2014, Germany won. 2018, Germany lost in the group stage. 2010, Spain won the World Cup. 2014, Spain lost in the group stage. 2006, Italy won the World Cup. 2010, Italy lost in the group stage. I don't know if that trend's going to continue. France is a very strong team. Hard to bet against them, but I'd watch out for that just because it's a it's a crazy trend. Like that's that's crazy. Especially some of the groups those teams were put in, they should easily make it through and they didn't. I don't know. It's a weird weird trend, but I do have France going through. Um they're they're too good. They're Mbappe, Benzema, they're they're loaded everywhere. They should have no problem going through. I, I really like that trend. What are the what would be the odds on them not making the? Uh, I actually didn't. What is it? I, did, I didn't look that up. I'm not sure. It's got to be. It, you got to have pretty good odds on that. I would guess like in the plus like 600 range, maybe. If someone could look that up, that'd that that awesome, is something. But that's yeah. Wh- it's a weird trend. That's something I would take. What can blind. we take? I'm I would sorry. just take that what, blind. Can, we, just can someone tell me exactly what that bet would be? So it would be France not making it out of the group stage. Not. And what was the trend there, Beak? You had because they won prior. So the because they won the prior. last three World Cup winners in the next uh, World Cup tournament, they didn't get out of the uh, group stage. So it's the World Cup hangover. Yeah, World Cup hangover. Exactly. Four year hangover. It's a long hangover. Group stage or round of sixteen. Sorry, groups group stage. They don't make the group stage. Plus eight, or they they get out of the group stage. Pardon me. Plus eight fifty. France stage of elimination group stage plus eight fifty. Wow. 
Oh, I'm th- I'm throwing. It's, it's on worth that. a little I am sprinkle. Absolutely I'd say. I might sprinkle a little that. bit on it. But granted, Beak, let's hear your I'm favorites definitely... for that group, D, though. Who do you think advances? Let me hear what you got written down, though. Okay, so I have France winning that group. They should they should get it done. I mean, but my sleeper team for the tournament is Denmark. Um, they made it to the semifinals in the Euros last year. They are a good team. They're good at they play as a unit, and that's that's what you want to see. They They've been playing well in qualifiers, the World Cup qualifiers. Um, they got Christian Eriksen back, who um, I don't know if you guys remember this. Last uh, year, I was last year, he collapsed on the field. Um, it was yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy. But he's been playing well this year for Manchester United. Got a transfer over there. He's been he's been killing it there so far. Um, I'm expecting big things. I think they're going to play for, I mean, Eriksen's going to be there, but they're going to be extra motivated. Because they also should have been in the final, I thought, last year in the Euros. Um, kind Wait, of you ba- what's, the odds, what's the odds on that one if you're thinking that's a sleeper? So let me see if I put that one down. I actually have them to reach the semifinals at plus 400. Um, also reach the quarterfinals at plus 150. They should be. They should have pretty good odds to get out of the group. I think it's like minus 250, I want to say. It's so, not terrible. I mean, not really, I mean, you could parlay it with like another team to get out of the group, but mm-hmm. it's yeah. I I think they're gonna make a run. I I like their I like their team. They play as a unit. That being said, um, so let's get into this then. There's two things I want to touch on before you have to head off. But uh, so if you would give me a long shot bet to win the whole thing, you can give me two if you need to. Who who would that be, and what are the odds looking at there? So. For the World Cup, you can't really take those long shots. You can't take like the USA's. They they just don't have the quality. It's it's never happened before. Um, I think only seven teams. Correct me if I'm wrong. Seven only seven teams have won the World Cup in general. So it's like a very limited bunch. But I actually did write down two that are like plus one thousand, which are they're still kind of favorites. But uh, Germany plus one thousand. And uh, Portugal plus uh, sixteen hundred. So, see, I, I I even know some of the guys that play on that team, so I, I wouldn't feel bad tailing something like that. And at plus one thousand odds with a heavy favorite like that, it's it's honestly something great to follow the whole time. So you don't have to bet every game. Yeah, exactly. And I I think both of those teams should get out of their group easily. And then once it gets to the round of sixteen, who knows? It just it yeah. depends who's who came to play that tournament. So you're telling me and all of our listeners, basically, don't waste your money on Team USA to win the whole thing. Go buy a scratch, a lottery ticket instead. Go buy a lottery ticket. You'll have better odds there. I'm telling you. There's there, Maybe in 2026, we do have a young team, but don't waste your money on the USA winning it all. I mean, I hope I'm wrong. That'd be awesome. But oh, could you imagine if they won? <laughs> I'm just hoping they can win a couple of games or even especially get out of that group stage. That would be that'd be ideal to me. Yeah, if they get out of the group stage, I'm happy. Uh if they win in the round of sixteen, win a game there, um that's double the win. But yeah, don't don't have high expectations. It's a tough tournament. Yeah, definitely definitely something I need to hear, because if not, I was definitely gonna throw on it. But uh, I think that's all some huge information for us, especially, you know, everybody's going to be wanting to bet this World Cup as it's coming up. Um, and none of us on this pod really had any clue. So we had to get our expert on who's been uh, giving us some great picks right lately. So hopefully that trend can continue. Um, yeah, I could say uh, you made me a 
Ace for sending me uh, the plays that you were giving him and made me some money too. So appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, of course. I, I've been doing really well with the uh, Champions League. Premier League's been a little tough this year. Um, a lot of unexpected teams doing well. Uh, or should I say teams that are supposed to be doing well are not doing well. So it's been kind of tough to bet on. Um, I think you said February when that Champions League comes back. So we'll definitely have to uh, get your insight there. For sure. Yeah, of course. Um, February 14th, some second week of February, Champions League knockout stages start to get a little crazy. I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, some great stuff. Uh, thanks for hopping on, Beak. I know you had a tight schedule, got that Seton Hall game to go to. Definitely a good yeah, game. Uh, I think maybe just uh, give us that so everybody knows. I think we were talking about this earlier. I don't know if we said it, but he's going to the Seton Hall game that's Going to be playing as we're recording tonight. I know Huff was saying he's thinking about throwing on it. Let's hear your pick right now before you head off. You got oh, Seton yeah, Hall. Versus um, so Seton Hall is minus one. I will be taking them. I think the over-under is 151. I will be taking the under. That Seton Hall defense has been tough. Iowa has been scoring like crazy, but I think they'll be shut down a little bit with that Shaheen Holloway defense. So hoping yeah. I'm right. Hoping I'm getting a good win, but it should be yeah. a great game. Iowa is yeah, very they- tough. Definitely a good one to go to. Uh, like I said, long-time listeners, so if anybody else wants to hop on our pod, uh, definitely reach out. We'll, we'd love to have you. Beak, thanks for uh, all the insight. Definitely looking forward to having you again. Uh, that's all I got. You guys got anything else for him? Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, very excited to have you on. We're going to have come- to have you on again. Thanks for coming on, dude. Uh, to get some picks or have a figure out a way to incorporate your picks so we can get on the, in on the action. That's all I got for you. Actually, had one more, um, one more future bet. If you don't mind me adding to it, because I think this is a very, very good one. Um, so, I, this is actually my favorite bet. I wanted, I really wanted to get to this one. Um, Julian Alvarez, Alvarez, top scorer for Argentina, plus one thousand two hundred. He's been scoring like crazy in the qualifiers. He scored again today against uh, Saudi Arabia in a uh, in a friendly, but. Put money on that. I think it's fantastic odds. I think Messi's crazy like odds. Like, Messi is like minus one ten. I think everyone's just going with Messi because it's his last World Cup. I mean, he's been phenomenal too for Argentina. There's no denying that. But if Alvarez keeps starting, he's that, that money is good. His um to be top score in the tournament. If you want to go crazy, it's plus four thousand. Also, Dang. I love those odds. I Those are that. some good sprinkles. I like that plus twelve hundred. I might have to actually throw that in. You definitely better send us that one so we can put it on the card. Oh yeah, of course. I'll, I'll send you guys everything I'm taking. I got oh, yeah, too many futures. <laughs> I was gonna oh, say I got kind of lost, and plus I don't really know who any of these people are. Most of them, but obviously I know the big. But um, yeah. So wait, I, the one thing I did want to say, you don't think France plus six hundred to win it all is a, any value there? Oh, there's definitely value there. Um, there hasn't been a back-to-back World Cup champion in a long time, but their their squad is they're they they have a great squad. Um, they've been struggling a little bit in the um, in the nations group. But Huff, what Huff, what did you say you had him at to win six hundred? I got seven fifty here. Okay, yeah, so like in that range, but um. Personally, for my World Cup winner, too, I haven't gotten to that. Um, I think it's either going to be Brazil or Argentina. It's the, it's the two favorites. They're the two best, two odds on. But I think a South American team is going to take it this year. 
Argentina is on a 36 game unbeaten streak, which is worth noting. And they're going to be playing for Messi. It's his last World Cup. Same thing with Portugal. Uh, it's going to be Ronaldo's last World Cup. That's why I sprinkled a little bit on a uh, plus 1800. And then also it could be Neymar's last World Cup. There's rumors going around about that. He's a little bit younger, so he might come back for 26, especially he's in America. I think he's going to want to play. But that Brazil team is so good. I think they have the best top top to bottom. They have, they have the best team. But Good stuff there. All right. I think that's going to wrap up our soccer segment. First ever. We're excited to have you, Beak. We'll have you back soon. Thanks again for coming. Yeah, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, brother. I'll, I'll text you soon, and we'll catch up on the info. Of course. Good stuff. All right. All righty. Lots of good stuff there in our first ever soccer segment. So let's jump back into what we know best, the NFL. Week 11 here. Lots of good stuff. Let's recap week 10. As I said, not a great week across the board. Huff leading the pack, going 5-2-1. and one plus 2.7 units, myself going 3-3, three and three, minus just 0.33 units, and Ace going 3-4, minus 0.66 units, him explaining himself a little earlier here in the pod during his introduction. Mackie going 2-5, minus 2.63 units. Not a great week here, boys. We'll have to do better here in Week 11. This week, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Buccaneers, and the Jaguars have buys. So let's jump in. Anything to say this week, boys? What do you think about week 11? Not much. I like the, I like the board this week. Just like last week. I said I liked it last week. I had a good week. I'm hoping it's the same thing. Let's go. A lot of teams I like to watch on the buy, which you hate to see. A lot of teams I've been betting on too. Bucks, Dolphins, to name a few. But uh, yeah, we get a lot of teams returning off buys. And we're at that point in the season where games really start to matter. So I'm definitely excited for this week. Good stuff there. And I have a couple little trends to go over before we jump into the games. The first one being with their loss to Minnesota, the Bills' odds to win the Super Bowl jumped from plus 280 to plus 380. They've jumped a whole, whole hundred points. Very interesting there. The next one I got is that the favorites continue to lose money against the spread this season, going 61 and 82 and 6, just hitting at 42.7% with underdogs at 82, 61 and 6, hitting at 57.3%. Road underdogs continue to be solid against the spread as they are 47, 39 and 3, just shy of 57% there. Unders and underdogs seem to be the theme this season, as we have continually said. So make sure to keep an eye out for our picks on Instagram and Twitter each and every game day. We're excited to do it. So let's jump in. Thursday night football this week is the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The Packers are the favorite here at minus three. The money line sitting at minus 176 and the over-under at a solid 41. The trends I got for this matchup are that the Packers are 2-9 against the spread in their last 11 games as the favorite. The Titans have covered 7 straight. The Packers have lost 5 straight Week 11 games. And the Titans are 1-5 against the spread in their last 6 games in Week 11. Mackie, let's shoot over to you to start this one. The Thursday night football game. Tomorrow night here, we're 
as we're recording on Wednesday. What do you got? Yeah, um, looking at this Packers team from last week, you know, they were down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter against a pretty good Dallas team. And uh, this team hasn't had much going for them, and they they figured it out, and they, they crawled back into that game and ended up uh, winning it in overtime. And I think that could definitely be a momentum changer for that team coming into this week. Uh, they're home again. They're playing against a, a 6-3 and three Titans team that really isn't as good as their record. I don't think uh, this team will make it very far. I think they'll win the division, but uh, I don't think they're going to make it very far once they uh, get into the playoffs. But uh, I just think the Packers could be back with Aaron Rodgers, and I think this team is uh, definitely heading in the right direction. And this, We could definitely see Aaron Rodgers make a playoff push here uh, late in the season. Um, we know he's more than capable of it, so I really like the Packers minus three here. I think they definitely get it done in their home field. And, uh, I, I like the way that the, this team is going right now. Yeah, I'm the I'm the same way. I'm sitting right there with you. I think because we were talking about this last night at the Penguins game, and uh, I think we were kind of agreeing on most of that stuff. And if you look at the injury report for the Titans, it just keeps expanding with their most of their defense now out. Linebackers like Cunningham, the guys that have been pretty core pieces of that defense uh, for over the course of this season, and uh, they just keep losing guys week in and week out. Uh, it's gonna have to be a Derek the Derrick Henry show again. Uh, we've seen Mike Vrabel take this team into tough places to play and get the job done. Uh, as a three-point underdog in primetime, Titans are pretty tempting if you ask me, but I'm right there with you. I like the Packers to get the job done on their home field, minus three. Um, another thing I'll be looking at is the under. I like my first half under as well in this one. I know right now it's sitting at 20, 20 and a half, so uh, that's definitely going to be something I'm looking at for tomorrow. Night. But, uh, as far as a side, I like the Packers, and like I said, usually in the primetime game, that first half under so um those are going to be two plays that i'm looking at for tomorrow night yeah it's crazy um this is actually one of the first thursday night football games where i actually love a lot of bets but the funny thing is they all happen to lean on one side there's one play i like on the packers side but uh, i actually really love the titans in this spot mike Vrabel's got that defense playing very well and the injuries to uh the, the packers team have just been decimating them I know last week they beat the Cowboys, but they kind of stole that one. And we know how the Cowboys fare in Lambeau. Mackie was touching on it last week. Um, yeah, but I do think that Titans defense does give up a lot of pass yards. So I like Aaron Rodgers to to throw a couple of touchdowns today. Over one and a half touchdowns is a bet I'm going to be looking at. Um, but on the other side of the ball, I love the Titans money line. Love them to win this game on Thursday Night Football. Mike Vrabel, better coach than Matt LaFleur. I did think Matt LaFleur is a good coach for a little bit. Turns out he's just a better mediator and his coordinators get the job done. And they're not really doing that this year without Devontae Adams. Um, with Rashawn Gary, not on that side of the ball, the other side of the ball for the Packers, Derek Henry's going to have a day. Huff was saying they have to lean on him. I love Henry to get in the end zone this week. He didn't last week at minus 155 in the prime time. It's probably my favorite play. But I definitely like the the Titans in the over this week. Titans money line and the over 41 low, low point total for uh, for this game, I think. I know it's prime time, but yeah, love Henry to get in Titans. And also looking at Traylon Burks, maybe even his alternate receiving yards is over 50, is plus 250. And back as the number one target, his first week back off injury, he was out for how long? He's a rookie. He had six targets last week. I mean... He's going to get the ball a decent amount, and 50 yards isn't that much for him. Ryan Tannehill will play butter, too, coming off that that injury. He has another game under his belt. So, yeah, give me the Titans here. Money line over 41. Henry to score. Should be a good Thursday night football game, which we haven't been uh, able to get much of this year. Yeah, definitely I think one it's of the gonna better, be uh, matchups. Yeah, totally. It's going to be a, 
like you guys said, one of the more interesting Thursday night games of the season. Not a bad one to look forward to. Uh, it's going to be, it's gonna be 23, it's gonna be 23 degrees at kickoff. Okay, well, yeah, not going to be an exciting game, actually. <laughs> They're just out around. Could be, 20, could be 23 degrees at kickoff. Green Bay. Yeah, no way. The Titans ain't walking in there and playing well. I mean, they're going to have to run the ball. That's what they're good at, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh-huh. think Derrick Henry has a day. No Sean Gary? Come on. Derrick Henry's the best running back in the league. Ooh, what about your boy Chubb, bro? You're all up on Chubb. Now you're down Derrick Sean. Henry? Yeah, no, Chubb, Chubb could be, but he just has to split the backfield. Yeah. Not even split. Even if it's a 70-30, like Derrick Henry gets like 95% of the touches. Alrighty, good stuff there out of the Thursday night game. Let's jump into our Sunday slate. No early game this week, just the 1 o'clock games. The Carolina Panthers at the Baltimore Ravens are starting us off. Coming in at our biggest spread of the week, the Ravens coming in as the favorite at minus 13. Their money line sitting at minus 720 in the over-under sitting at 41.5. The only... Trend I got here is that the over is a perfect 9-0 and in the last nine Panthers games after a bye. But what is the weather going to be in Baltimore? Where you at? Huff, you want to start us off with this one? <clears throat> yeah, hold on. I'm pulling up my uh, Fandle real quick. Yeah, so... 13-point spread in a game like this, obviously the Ravens are coming home. The Ravens are coming off a bye, correct, as well? Yeah, I mean, I, to yeah. Get, I usually love teams coming home off a bye. Panthers are also a team coming off a bye, correct? You just said that? Yes. So, no, they're not, Ace? No. Nope, they just played on Thursday night football against the Falcons. So, yeah, correct. So, uh, mini bye for the uh, Panthers. Um, they get the ten day break, but I don't know. This is a tough spread here. I didn't really look too much no, into uh, this game. Um, I I like the Ravens. I hate the minus thirteen, and I'm not gonna lower it. So, um, one thing I'd be looking at in this game is maybe like a team total for might. the Ravens to get back on track. Over in there. Um, That's weird. Really you said that. I'm really looking at that right now. I just pulled it up, but it's so high. There's a twenty seven and a half. I don't like that. No, that's a lot. I don't really have too much I like about this game. I know I said I like the board this week. This is one of the ones that I kind of glanced right over. I mean, this they is have a good line set everywhere. It's just two out of conference teams at thirteen point spread. Like it's just a game that you don't want to really touch. I mean, I mean in the in the NFL this year, it's shown if it's more than a seven ten point spread, just take the underdog. It's hit. Who's even? That's what. That's what. Right that's what I was gonna say. That's what I was. It's PJ Walker. I'm sick of this guy playing football, dude. Like, what is going on? He's winning games. He's winning games. He's three, dude. They're three and seven. They won one Thursday night football game after playing the Falcons two weeks before and losing in overtime. Of course, you're gonna win that game. Should have beaten the Falcons twice, though. No. Mm, I mean, yeah, I guess you he could beat, say that. He, he, beat the, he beat the Buccaneers too. Dude, he's three. They're three and seven. Like, what do you? I don't know what you're trying to justify. But, yeah, about but. That. No, no, I don't think he's any good at all. I'm saying, what's P.J. Walker's record, though? He's like, what, 2-2? Two and two? No shot. No way. Yeah. 
It was his first game the Bucks. Yeah, and he won his first game. He started. He came in at like the end of the game where Baker, Baker get pulled or hurt. Yeah, I just don't probably, think I, probably I don't understand. Two pick. I don't understand how you could like he's not doing anything good. Like he's not doing anything that better than what Baker did. In my opinion, during the hunt, he's yeah. No, I agree. He's definitely not a good quarterback. But they've been winning games. I Dude, see the Panthers are one of the worst teams in the league, in my opinion. You know what? You know what? You know why I think they like him in, at quarterback. Honestly, I said this at the beginning of the year too. Remember when we were all like so high on the Panthers in the offseason? I think everybody was. That defense is really good. So I think they're trying to play the narrative of if PJ Walker's playing, we're running the ball like ninety percent, seventy to ninety percent of the time. Like Baker Mayfield turns the ball over. Sam Donald turns the ball over. If PJ Walker's in, they're putting it down to Foreman's chest, and he's he was the player of the game last week on Thursday Night Football. He's ran for over a hundred yards ever since he's been taking over for McCaffrey. So. That's their their theory, my guess. Yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I don't think he's I don't think he's the better option. Yeah, but You're also thirteen points are just a lot. Thirteen points that with that Panthers defense is so good. I think Brian Burns leading the way. Um, he should have a good day against that running defense. And the Ravens have been weird this year. I think they're a really good team still. They should win the game, but thirteen's a lot. After looking at the plays, I don't see much. I can't even take a rushing prop, really, because I'm afraid of that defense. I, I think you're overrating that defense a little. I mean, that defense just gave up 42 points to Joe Burrow and 30, 37 the week before to Marcus Mariota. I mean, I was watching that uh, Panthers, that first the first Panthers-Falcons uh, game, the one that they lost, and, uh, I mean, that defense just got picked apart by easy, like, slants across the middle. I mean, it's, we're, even That's making, what I'm saying. we're even making tackles. Well, so I don't know. I don't think that deep, I mean, they might be a little above average. It might look good on paper, but I don't know if they're uh, they're that good there to carry that team. I I agree with you. They're not a good defense, but you you just said it best. I said when I look at the Ravens and I look at props, I only look at rushing props because they don't throw the ball. So you just said they're beating them with easy slants and crossers, but that Panthers run defense is really good. So I don't know what player go with. Maybe a Mark Andrews play, but he's coming off of an injury. But yeah, you can't trust so, the Ravens. You can't, you can't trust, trust the Ravens' right passing now. game. You really can't. So I don't see a prop in that game. I do think the Panthers' rushing defense is above average, though. That's why I'm staying away from a Lamar, Drake, touchdown, or yard prop. Like Huff said, if you're going to bet this game, might as well blindly take 13 points because it's a ton of points. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely not going to be betting this game, though. But to contradict myself, too, Mac, you just said they give up 42 to the Bengals. So, like, stay away from this game, I'd say. One moment. I had to make a note to fix this. Alrighty, good stuff there out of our first one o'clock game. The next one up is the Cleveland Browns at the Buffalo Bills. Going to be an interesting one here in Buffalo as they're the favorite at minus seven and a half. Their money line at minus 360 in the over under at 41 and a half. The trends I got here are that the Browns are 0-4 against the spread in their last four games played on turf. And Buffalo is 10-2-2 against the spread in their last 14 versus teams with a losing record. So what do we think is going to happen in this one? Huff, are they projecting a lot of snow in Buffalo? Yeah, I just Googled it again, actually. And it's if you Google it right now, it's this Lake Effect snow warning for Western New York um, from starting tomorrow. Uh, up until 1 p.m. Eastern Time Sunday, could be up to three feet of snow. 
uh, for kickoff in Buffalo Sunday. Um, obviously, when you hear that in a weather game, obviously everyone's the over under. Um, this one, I know last night me and Mackie were talking about it at 43 and a half. I woke up this morning and saw 42 and a half. Me and Jesse took it at 42 and a half. Uh, it's now sitting 41 and a half. So this is just going to keep dropping on Sunday. Um, obviously, I think there will be a lot of money on it, but uh, that's really something that I, I, it's going to be hard to control whenever there's three feet of snow on the ground, um, in my opinion. But I like the play. I don't. As far as the spread, uh, seven and a half points in a way that I think this game is going to be. If you obviously a true weather game, you always want to take the underdog and give them the points. It's going to be tough for both teams to score a lot of field goals. Um, seven and a half points. I think I like the Browns. Last week I had them in Miami. Couldn't get the job done. Obviously got blown out by that Dolphins team. Really good at home. Another team is really good at home is uh, Buffalo. Losing last week in a heartbreaker to the Vikings. So uh, as far as the spread, it's pretty tough. I definitely lean Browns, but um, I'm, I've already locked in this under at 42.5. So you'll see that on my call Sunday. So my advice would be lock that in as soon as you hear this. So, um, but Mackie, yeah, I don't know what else you have to say about this game. So. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same page as you here. I definitely like the under. And I, oh shit, my bad. I was muted, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely on the same page as you. I definitely like the under if there's gonna be. I saw three to six feet of snow possibly, so that's absolutely ridiculous. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of um, ground and pound in this game. The clock's gonna be running a lot. Uh, teams aren't gonna be really getting anything going offensively. It's gonna be a really dirty game, I think. So, uh, definitely like the under. You also hit it right. Hit. The nail right on the head right there with the uh, plus eight. I mean, you definitely want to take the or uh, take the points rather than uh, give them in a game like this. So um, I'm leaning Browns plus eight. I like the under. Uh, it's going to be a good game to watch. It's definitely going to be one of the more, more entertaining games. It's going to be a lot of things, a lot of fumbles, a lot of interceptions, things like that. Uh, it's going to be entertaining. So it should be a good game to watch. Old school football. Yeah, these are these are some of my favorite games to watch. Honestly, I love the the old school football type games where you see people dashing through the snow for like an eighty yard touchdown on a broken play. But uh, we're not going to see Josh Allen sling the rock here. It's probably the best case for them, honestly, is the snow coming because they can hide the fact that he's injured and making poor decisions lately. But I love Nick Chubb this game. He's going to chunt. I texted you guys that today when I saw the snow report. But both him and Hunt are going to eat. They're going to pound the rock all day long. And I think Chubb's total carries is something I'll look at. And Chubb to get in the end zone, definitely. I just think that this is a great spot for him. Um, I don't know what side I'm leaning on who to win the game. Uh, Probably the Bills at home, you know, but they've been playing sus lately. Not really touching that. I'll take Nick Chubb and possibly both of Chunt to get in the end zone this week as they're going to get to rock a lot like you both alluded to. Maybe yeah. a Huff play, a Huff play here. Actually, he's done it on some some lesser QBs. I know Josh Allen's one, but probably not great lines. But might as well check now before they lower him as an under on a passing yardage prop. I might look at the first half under as well for this game. Definitely could start slow. If it, it's going to be broken plays for touchdowns, if this is the case. Yeah, it's going to be like first the half. Buffalo. It's going to be like the Bills Patriots game last year when. No one scored a touchdown until Damian Harris broke one for like 62 yards. Yeah. I think Nick Chubb can do that. First half total first half total sitting at 20 and a half under being plus 105. Lock that in right now too. 
Lots of good stuff there for that one o'clock game. The Browns see him. The Browns plus seven and a half seems to be the way to go. I also agree. Next one o'clock game is the Philadelphia Eagles at the Indianapolis Colts. The Eagles, the favorite in this matchup at six and a half points. Their money line at minus 295 in their over and the over under sitting at 43 and a half. The trends I got for this matchup are that the Eagles are 4-1 against the spread in their last five meetings against the Colts. And the over is 21-8 in the last 29 Eagles games played on field turf, which is the uh, turf that they can bring in and out of a stadium. Interesting trend there. I don't know where I found that second one, actually, but what do we think here, boys? Mac, you want to start us off? Eagles and Colts, 1 o'clock. Yeah, um, Eagles coming off a tough loss to the to a divisional opponent in the Commanders. They were eleven point favorites and ended up losing outright on Monday Night Football. So uh, first loss of the season, looking at eight and one. This team is still very elite. I mean, I know everyone talks about their strength of schedule and how it's very weak, but I mean, Jalen Hurts playing one of the best quarterbacks in the season this year, and I I think uh, that's not an under an understatement or an overstatement. I think uh, he really is, and if you watch his games. He's placing balls that not many quarterbacks in the league are doing right now. So um, working off that, um, they get to play in a in a dome. What is it, a dome? Or it's just inside in uh, Indianapolis. So he'll be on his A game. I think the Eagles want revenge, or not revenge, but they want to bounce back after a tough loss. And uh, I think they're still one of the best teams in the league. And I think that they'll uh, pick that defense apart, and I think they'll cover the six and a half points. Yeah, it's only a touchdown. I think they can run away with this game. So I think uh, I like the Eagles minus six and a half. Six and a half is a lot of points, um, especially on the road going in against that defense. I know they haven't been great all year, but Jonathan Taylor really returned to his true form last week. I'd, I'd like to think he gets in the end zone again this week. I do think the Eagles rebound here. I don't see them starting a skid to halt them back from that nice start they had. But at the same time, I I don't know that that – that Colts defense and the way they're playing. They got Jeff Saturday there. Come on. But uh, yeah, six and a half, too many points for me. Don't know which side I'm leaning really. Good value on the Colts money line at home, but really the only play I love is Jonathan Taylor. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, you've said your spot, but what do you think about Jonathan Taylor? I mean, yeah, he's still one of the best running backs in the game. He's having down near, uh, definitely not playing up to the potential that everyone thought he was going to play. But, um, I don't know. I just don't think the Colts' offense gets a lot going this week. Matt Ryan came in last week. He had a good game. They they won that game. I'm pretty sure. Um, They're back yeah. in the hunt. That with Matt Ryan at the helm, he's way better than Sam Ellinger. Sam I mean, Ellinger is yeah, not a quarterback. De- I like I, I like I like the I Eagles to win still. I think, but I don't know. I just think that Matt Ryan's going to come back come back to earth this week. I mean, he had a good week last week coming off. Uh, he looked like himself though. He looked true to himself. He was bench. Yeah, but just think about how he was playing before. He's just that Eagles. Pass yeah, but that wasn't the Matt Ryan we were accustomed to. He was playing shitty to begin the year. I think that's why he got benched and brought that's back. That's how up. he's been the past few years, though. He hasn't. He's looked like that for three, four years. He had a good game. But last they brought week. him. They brought him in to look like what he looked like last week. So I think he could build on it. Do I think it's going to sustain? No, especially not against this defense. But if Jonathan Taylor can run the ball the way he did last week and not be the Peyton Hillis wash up that everybody was writing him off as before last week then he can alleviate a lot of the pressure on Matt Ryan in that passing game. I Yeah, I just yeah. think uh, he, he sees a lot of pressure. this week. He hasn't been doing well with pressure at all. He just seems to 
curl up in a ball and take it. So I see it's it's all it's all it's all on it's all on how Jonathan Taylor does. If he can rush for over 100 yards, then they can win this game. If he if he plays terrible again, he's then Matt Ryan can't sustain it on his own. But when the defense is thinking run, he he can hit those play actions pretty well. When they have good playmakers on that side of the ball, um, they have that big tight end group. I think there's some rookie that Huff likes there, but Michael Pittman Jr. We know him. But that I'm not saying they're going to pass it all though against this Eagles team. I just think Jonathan Taylor is their only chance of succeeding. So my favorite play would be him to get in. Maybe his yardage total. Yeah, um, and for the reason both the reasons that both you made is going to be one of the the exact reason that I'm not betting on this game. Um, I like the Eagles minus six and a half. Obviously, you like them in a get right game. I know it's a road game, but obviously in the in a dome, like you said. Uh, or indoors with like whatever you want to call it, but um, Colts is f- a feisty team with an interim coach, Jeff Saturday. We don't really know what to expect of this team yet. Obviously, it's a high school football playing, coach. Yeah, playing against a uh, a weak Raiders team. We've now seen this throughout the season, so uh, we can stop waiting for this Raiders team to get back on track. I don't think it's coming. Um, so um, getting a win last week against that Raiders team. Obviously, this Colts team is riding high, coming home, getting six and a half points. That's the exact reason I won't be taking the Eagles minus six and a half. But I'm not going to uh, – just like I said, I'm not going to be touching this game. Neither side is too enticing for me. Um, I think the Eagles could either blow them out or I think the Colts win this thing outright. Um, but not to say – and I just don't see the Eagles losing two in a row right now. So um, it's a tough spot for me, just one of the games I'll be avoiding on Sunday. Definitely an interesting one there. Not sure what to take in this 1 p.m. matchup. So let's jump over to our next one, the New York Jets at the New England Patriots. Aces Patriots coming off. Aces Patriots coming into this week as the favorite at 3.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 164. And the over-under sitting at 38.5. The trends I got going for this one are that the Pats have won 13 straight overall versus the Jets and 11 straight at home versus the Jets. The Jets are 5-1 against the spread in their last six games and 8-20 against the spread in their last 28 divisional game. So trends leaning in favor of both teams, but let's send it to Ace first. Ace, what are you thinking on this matchup? Oh, I think this is going to be a great matchup here. Um, two teams in the best division in football, both currently in playoff spots. So very interesting game, to say the least. Um, rivalry also, nonetheless. So we saw we saw them a few weeks ago. The Patriots really handed it to the Jets on their home turf, taking advantage of uh, an inexperienced Zach Wilson and Defensive Player of the Year candidate, leading sack getter and Matt to Judon having his way like he's had against every team. So I really like the Patriots in this spot at home. Three and a half is not very many points. I know that that Jets team was playing well, and they, they're they going to come out hot looking to avenge that loss. I know that AFC East teams tend to split when they match up, but Bill Belichick coming off of a bye week, preparing for a young quarterback, I think this defense is going to be ready to rock and roll. They've been doing it all year, one of the best units in the league. Um, Mac Jones, I've read a lot of reports Right, we all know everything that's been going on with him and Zappy and the organization is injuries. Bye week couldn't have came at a better time for him. Sitting at five and four, with a chance to get right back into that division lead almost if he can get us to six and four and uh, knock the Jets down one. Um, so he really needed that bye week to come off of 
uh, and get back to his former self, Pro Bowl caliber play that he portrayed last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely taking the Patriots minus three this week. Love that at home. Great spot. Uh, I don't know how you guys are landing here. Yeah, um, I've been looking at this game for a while because this is definitely a very big game for both of these teams in this situation. Um, I really like the Patriots. Uh, I didn't realize that they played each other two weeks ago and the Patriots won, so that's uh, a little scarier in my opinion. Um, I'm just not sold in the Jets yet. I think the Patriots are definitely the better team all around. Um, but, you know, uh, Jets have proved me wrong multiple times. I, just, I don't know. This Patriots defense going to get to Zach Wilson, definitely going to make him make some bad decisions. I don't It's more of a toss-up. I don't see a lot of points scored. Definitely uh, like the under. I know it's a low sitting at 38. Uh, or it's already sitting at 38. But uh, I'm definitely leaning Patriots here. Um Sitting at three. I don't know if I like the points here. Definitely a really close game. But uh, I'll go Patriots. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. I like the under. I was looking at that. I was wondering why it was so low. Uh, the 38 or whatever, 38, 38 and a half, whatever you have it at. But these two teams, I feel like anytime they play each other, divisional matchup. Um, my usual with divisional matchups is I'm going to take the points instead of give – or. Uh, keep the points instead of take them, like you said, Mackie. Um, I don't hate the Jets plus three and a half here. Uh, I think they could lose the game, but cover this spread. I think this could be a field goal game off of uh, Nick Folk's leg. But um, This Jets team has just been hanging in games all year, but this is another game. I probably won't be carding it, but uh, I usually like the underdogs in divisional matchups. and uh, I think the Jets will be able to pesky. This pesky Jets team can hang around, um, but I do think the Patriots will think this is a true cover but the Patriots definitely gonna be a great one for sure here excited for this heck yeah I think three and a half is an interesting number for this game can the Patriots pull off three and a half we will see on Sunday this next game the Washington Commanders at the Houston Texans the Commanders the favorite in this matchup at three and a half points after coming off a big win against the Eagles last week their money line at minus 164 in the over-under at 40.5. No trends from me out of this one. Huff, you want to get us rolling? What do you think? Commanders yeah, this, Texans. Yeah, this Commanders team at home are coming to Houston. Who's going to be at home on this one? A lot of Washington's getting a lot of money here, and I don't think this Texans team is that bad. And still, they keep dropping games, and uh, to get 3.5 points on their home, Field. I think this commander's team is better than most people have expected over the past couple of weeks uh, as we saw them beat the Eagles on Monday Night Football. Um, but I actually, another spot, I don't hate the Texans here, plus three and a half on their home field. I think a big game from Damian Pierce, big game from Davis Mills. Um, I like Derek Stingley on the defense for them. Uh, there's a couple guys around the field in Houston that are pretty good. They have a nice little team. Like we, we've been talking about them all year, waiting for them to pop off as one of the um, but I like the I like the Texans here. Yeah, I see. I, I definitely see where you're coming from here. Uh, Commander sitting at five and five. I don't think anybody really thinks that they're uh, contenders in this situation. They are sitting in a playoff spot right now, like you said. Um, every a- NFC East team and AFC East team is sitting in a playoff spot, which is pretty cool. I don't think we've That's crazy. That. That's crazy. Yeah, really cool, um, especially with that NFC East. I mean, worst division of football last year. Now statistically the best. I know it's teams in there but uh still statistically the best speaking of 
Huff, you did say there's a ton of money coming in on Washington, and I think uh, I think you're right. I think this is a situation where the Texans can come in and humble them a little. I like that term for uh, to bring them back down to earth a little. I don't think they're really going anywhere in this, uh, this season in this league. I don't think they're they're a playoff team. I don't think they're they're going to get a playoff spot. So, um, I mean, this, the Texans have been a team that we've all been high on coming into the season. They obviously they're sitting at one seven and one. Davis Mills kind of having a sophomore slump, showing signs of uh, being pretty elite, but Overall, he's just not having that good of a year. But uh, I think it's a situation where they're sitting at home and they're playing against a team that's a little cocky right now, and I think they can really get the job done here. I think Damian Pierce can uh, definitely get the ground game going. I know Jamar, or not Jamar, Chase, uh, Chase Young might be back, but so that might might uh, trip him up a little. But I think Damian Pierce has a big game, and I think they can find a way to get it done in this game. And uh, Washington gets humbled a little. Do you like the plus 140 money line? Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't take plus three. I would definitely take plus one forty. This is an interesting game. I've been high on the Texans all year, but uh, I, I haven't liked what they've been doing ever since they came out of their buy and trade deadline. They've passed burnt all of them. Yeah, they, they've they've been they've been they haven't been that team lately. Um, and the the Commanders, you know, I think they want to keep that trend going. They just they're riding high off of a win against the Philadelphia Eagles, who beat the Texans a few weeks ago. I think the commanders can go into their house and take it too. Probably not going to see this on my card, but you're going to see this in a parlay off the books for a lot of people and myself included. I, I like the commanders here. I'll take three points by the half point like I do with the Patriots too. But um, hey, yeah, just, no, just, a, just a heads up, there's 88% on the money line for Washington and a three-point yeah, favorite. Scary. That definitely does, that does, that does change it up. That changes it a bit. I didn't see that. But that does... I'm not going to put this on my card, but if I lean and put in a light parlay, I'm 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 leaning on the, the Commanders here. Probably stay away from this game to be honest. But the Texans by no means are doing anybody a humbling. I think if there's a team to give out a humbling, it would be like the Buffalo Bills or something like that. The Houston Texans might squeak one out here, I think. But there's no way that I'm not. I don't think the Commanders are a good football team. I mean, I don't think the the Texans defense is god awful. I think. And that's where you win football games. Ray Lewis said it best in 2005, defense wins championships. So I'm staying away, but I'm leaning the commanders if I had to take something. I mean, in my opinion, the commanders just humbled the Eagles. Yeah, but that's divisional. Divisional games are different than than Texans commanders. Yeah, but the Texans are ass. Like, can you imagine them losing this game to the Texans? Yeah, but the like, commanders I, did humble them opinion. too. I don't think the Texans – if you think the Texans win, you think they'd beat them by a lot? No, but Washington. No, but Washington, a lo- a loss, Washington won by three points until a until a last point, last second touchdown. Yeah, but I don't know Washington. They can, as we've seen all year, they can lose to or beat anyone. I'm not taking a pick on the card on this, but I'd just be weary of that Texans money line. That that team, that defense is terrible. If you watch them and you ever have money on them, every time you need them to get a stop, they don't. Yeah, but I pretty, do like Damian it's Pierce. Frustrating. I I do like Damian Pierce to continue his rookie of the year uh, bout, but uh, yeah, I'm staying away from this game. All right, we will keep rolling to the another one o'clock game. We have the very injured Los Angeles Rams heading into New Orleans to take on the Saints. Saints coming in as a three and a half point favorite, a minus one ninety money line. Uh, Rams sitting at plus 160 on the money line, and the over-under is sitting at 38.5. Mackie, you want to start us off with this one? 
Yeah, uh, this is definitely another game that I'm probably going to stay away from. This Rams team is just so so banged up. Matt Stafford's not playing. I mean, they've, they're just missing so many pieces. Last week, uh, I tried to be on the right side of that. When I took the under with two backup quarterbacks, and it goes over by a, a, a useless touchdown, seven seconds left. So, you know, that's just how my uh, how my Sunday went yesterday. But, um, yeah, there's not much I like here. I think uh, I lean Saints just because they're more – they're the more put-together team right now, and uh, they kind of know their own identity, at, whereas the Rams are just kind of winging everything right now. I feel like they don't have much going for them, and their season's coming to a close pretty quickly. Um, yeah, Saints are kind of still playing for something, I think. I think they can still uh, find a way to get atop that pretty rough division. Um, is um, Do you guys know if Jameis Winston's playing? No, I don't know. Is there a chance that he's playing? They should play him. I've been saying that for weeks. Well, no, I think he's been injured. Has he still? I feel like he's. I feel like he's been. No, back he's been back and practicing. He's just been taking a back seat to Andy Dalton. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I don't really think it's much of a difference, regardless. Uh, Andy Dalton's been playing pretty well. Really here's a, here's a report, real quick, Mackie. Um, I'm just reading it off off the uh, fantasy app here. It just said he's not at 100. percent I think we all knew that he's been banged up and dealing with injury, so maybe that's why they're keeping him on the bench. It's I'll read the quote right here. Saints head coach Danny, Dennis Allen said Wednesday that Winston may not be 100 percent healthy at any point the rest of the season. Winston has been able to practice fully for weeks, but Allen continues to stick with Andy Dalton as a Saints starting quarterback, even though the latter has compiled a two and five record in his nods this season. And he may not get a chance to regain his top spot. Yeah, so he's he's just kind of um, he's he's just dealing with an injury right now. So he's rolling with Andy Dalton right now. Um, yeah, I, I just think this team has a little more to play for right now. I think they're a little more put together. I think uh, the defense can do enough against that brutal Rams offense right now without Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. So um, I really like the Saints here. I think uh, it's definitely a low scoring game, but I think the Saints can cover a spread here. Rams are brutal right now. I don't know what you guys think. It's a tough one here. The trends I got for this one are that both these teams do not play well in November. The Saints are 0-4 against the spread in their last four in November. Rams 0-5-1 against the spread in their last six in November. So, again, neither team's playing well in the month of November. Not sure what to take on this one. Probably another game to stay away from. I like... I like the Saints here. I don't hate the Saints minus three and a half. I, I think this Rams team is bad. Uh, they're without Cooper Cup this week. They could be without Matt Stafford again. Uh, this Rams team is truly, the offense just continues to struggle, and the defense is, I mean, doing their job, but this offense looks terrible. Um, I don't hate the Saints at a minus three and a half. I might buy the half point and go to three, but um, I never really know there. That Like, that's a tough spot. But I'm definitely leaning. This is this is a stay away game, Hoff. We've been saying that. I know that there's been a lot I've loved this week. It seems either I love it or I hate it. But we don't. It's the the the, the unknown here with the Rams. We don't know what's going to happen. Is he going to target Ben Skoranek so he can get a nice little white Skoranek receiver running around again, or is he going to actually is use Allen Robinson back? or Van Jefferson? Yeah, he's back this week. If he if he can clear protocol, he's trends are pointing up. He was a questionable call last week, so he should be able to get in there this week. But um. Two great defenses too. I know thirty-eight and a half is a lot, but I might be my favorite play might be the under here. I do like that guy Skoranek. He probably has a low prop total. Personally, might not card this, but personally, might be taking that. Um, yeah, Jarvis Landry is back too. 
So you should have a good day. But I like the under here. I don't see how many of these teams can get into the end zone against two elite defenses. Good stuff, boys. The next 1 o'clock game I got in front of me here is the Detroit Lions at the New York Football Giants. The Giants favorites here at minus 3. Their money line sitting at minus 156 in the over-under sitting at 44.5. I got most of the money here on the Giants. I got 66%. With that, the trends I have are the Giants are 28-1 against the spread in their last 29 games versus teams with a losing record. The Lions are 1-12 and 1 straight up in their last 14 games on the road. 10-3 against the spread in their last 13 conference games and 5-0 against the spread in their last five games in November. Jesse, playing well in the... did you just say they're 28-1 in their last 29 games against losing? 28-1. Oh, oh my God. I was going to say that's a Sorry. ridiculous number. He was like, I'm locking it in right now. <laughs> that would be a ridiculous number. Yeah, 28-1. And one. Sorry, I probably read that a little too fast. But some interesting trends there. Still not a bad trend for the Giants there against teams with losing records. But what do we think here? Mackie, why don't you start us off? Your favorite New York football Giants. Yeah, I love my Giants. Um Yeah, this Giants team sitting at seven seven and two. Uh I I I just think that they should be more than minus three in this game. I know they got a, a good amount of money coming in on them, but they proved uh, to prove Vegas wrong multiple times and steal from Vegas multiple times. Um, they've had a lot of money all season, and they've covered small spreads all season. They're 7-2, and two, and uh, Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley are finding ways to win football games, and I think this is definitely another situation. Lions coming off what they do last week. Uh, coming off two wins, actually, two divisional wins. Um, they beat the Packers two weeks ago, huge win, and then uh, they squeaked one by against the Bears last week. Bears kind of lost that one. I don't think Detroit really won it. Um, Detroit's just bad. They're sitting at three and six. Probably only going to win three, one, one more game, one, one or two more games this year. I think the Giants could definitely uh, find a way to get it done. They've been beating pretty shitty teams like this all season, and I don't see anything changing this week. Just doing enough to get by, doing enough to get the W, and uh, stay, in the, stay in the win column. But um, yeah, no, this is three point game. This should be a good football game. I do like the Giants in this spot, though. They're the more proven team. Saquon Barkley will have his way against this Lions defense. Maybe I three unit his touchdown again because this Lions defense very similar to the Texans one. Um, that hit in the second quarter for me last night, but uh, or not last night, last week. But he had a chance right on that first drive. If you guys were watching the game, I think the Giants defense is pretty good and injuries to Swift limiting his carrying and Amon Ross St. Brown limiting his production have left really Jamal Williams as the best playmaker in that offense. So I really like the Giants minus three here. Um, Gonna jump on that wagon. Might see this on my card, honestly. Uh, Huff, are you back in the GMA as well? You love those New York teams just like Mackie does. I definitely am leaning Giants here. Um, obviously, like you said, the more proven team, but um, I don't know. Something about this Lions team is scaring me. Them only getting three points. I feel like they should be getting like four and a half here after we saw uh, who was it last week that the Giants played that they were a five point favorite? Was it the Texans? Texans and they they beat them by more than five, didn't they? Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like the Lions should be getting more points. So that's what's scaring me about this spot. Uh, a lot of the money on the Giants. So 
This is going to be one I'm going to wait up until Sunday to see what I lock in. I th- I definitely am leaning Giants, but um, I don't know. It's I think it could be scary. I feel like this this line's a little off in my opinion. I feel like Lions should be maybe plus six even. Like this line team sucks. I know they won last week, but come on. Lions defense is one of the worst in the league. I mean, they have that their coach hasn't playing well, but Jamal Williams is their best player. Eden Hutchinson is playing well, I guess. They're, they're, living off mis- job, they're living off of mistakes made by other by other offenses. Daniel Jones has been limiting the mistakes so so well this season that I just don't think that's that on the coaching. Going to be able to ca- capitalize off of it. Brian Dayball. Justin Fields played very well last week, and he's been proving me wrong every step of the way. But he turned the ball over late twice last week, I think. So you know he, he gave him the opportunity to, to win the game, and they won the game. So that's what happens. The G Men are a lot better than the the Bears, I should say. Um, so I think the the Lions squeaked one out, and they're in New York, right? I I, I really like the Giants in this spot. Could be a trap game, but but Vegas, you know, three seems yeah, like really low for this. Dude, Giants. Well, how, have what's the money? What's the money spread on this game? It's it's only like 62 percent, which isn't that high. Wow, people aren't high up. You know what I was thinking when you were talking about the way it's, Justin Fields ran all over them last week? Is Daniel Jones likes to run with the ball a lot too? Maybe we look at his props or rushing touchdowns because Fields had his way. He did whatever he wanted to. He'll trip halfway there, so I wouldn't do that. Yeah, but definitely, definitely something to watch. I mean, they cap every team's been capitalizing against the Lions on that. I know the Patriots did a few weeks ago when I watched that, but I love the Giants minus three and Saquon to get in. Maybe parlay those. Interesting spot there, Lions and Giants. Let's move forward to the Chicago Bears at the Atlanta Falcons. Another three-point spread here. Falcons being the favorite, minus three. Money line at minus 166 in the over-under at 49.5. The trends I got here are that Chicago, 7-20 against the spread in their last 27 games versus NFC teams. Atlanta is 2-8 against the spread in their last 10 games in Week 11. And the Bears are 3-9 against the spread in their last 12 games in November. What do we think is going to happen here? Huff, you want to start us off with this one? Yeah, um, I think another week we look at this Falcons team at home, another week with Cordero Patterson back from injury. I look for him to have a big game, this Falcons offense, to get back uh, on track after a tough Thursday night loss uh, to the Panthers last week. I like the Falcons at home here, minus three. Um, I just think this team, Mariota, he's been battling enough to get the job done throughout most of the season. I like him, Patterson, Drake, London. I like a lot of the players on this team. Kyle Pitts, obviously, he's had uh, his chances and hasn't really made the most of it throughout the start of this season. Um, but they have guys on the defensive side of the ball that are very – they're a very injured team. But I'm leaning Falcons here, minus three. Ace, I don't know how which way you're going on this one. Obviously, this isn't one of the better games. I know uh, I've been high on fields uh, with you most of the way this season. I've obviously – I picked him up in fantasy the past couple weeks. He's been an absolute demon in fantasy. Um, I really like him. I like this Bears team. I've always said I feel like the NFL is better when like teams like there's certain sports franchises that leagues are just better when those teams are good. And for some reason, I feel like the Bears are one of those teams in the NFL. I just like when the Bears are like relevant. And obviously, the past couple of years they've been pretty shitty. So, um, but I'm definitely leaning Falcons minus three here. Ace, uh, you want to take over? Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, watching the Bears be a good football team is fun. One of those story franchises really brought to light by like the Fridge and Frank Dicka and whatnot. But um, Mike Dicka, what did I say Frank? 
I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, Mackie's <laughs> laughing. I see him. I'm laughing at you always having terrible connection on the uh, calls. <laughs> no, but but Ma- Mackie and my boy uh, Justin Fields, he's been going off the last few weeks. He's been the talk of the town. I think he's like fantasy QB one. Yeah, he's got those turnovers, but he's running all over everybody. So I was just trying to look at some props for his rushing or his rushing TD, but they weren't out yet. Um, I'm eager to see what his touchdown prop comes out at because it seems like nobody can stop him from getting into the end zone, and the Bears really have nothing else going for them. Um, all they can really do is have him run the ball. But that being said, I don't know if you guys watched the Thursday night post game. I know it's on Amazon Prime, so it was actually my first time watching that Amazon Prime post game with Richard Sherman. Strange cast there. Didn't really like it, but Tony Gonzalez is on there. It's a really weird cast. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Richard Sherman, yeah, uh, Tony Gonzalez, and they got they someone else. I, I can't. So hard, like yeah, they don't mesh well. But one point I did take away from it that a lot of them were talking about. I was like, hmm. Going into the year, a lot of us were really low on Marcus Mariota, and he's exceed, exceeded expectations. He's been playing well, but if you've noticed the last few weeks, he's been playing bad football. And I think one of the things they were talking about was, especially with getting Kyle Pitts involved, I know we've hated him on this podcast, but we do think he has a lot of potential. Um, they were talking about maybe they need to make that change at quarterback because Marcus Mariota is missing open throws, and he's not getting his best players involved. And when London in Pitts' production isn't as high as it needs to be, then that team's not trending in the right direction. And they're slowly watching themselves fade out of playoff conversation after leading that division for multiple weeks. So this is a must-win game for Atlanta. And if Marcus Mariota has anything in him, he will win this game. But that being said, I don't think he does. I'm not a Marcus Mariota fan. Not a Justin Fields. Like, I'm a fan of him, but I don't think he's very good either. He's just a young athlete with potential. I don't I don't know. I'm not leaning aside on either of this. Probably taking a Fields touchdown just because he always gets in. But I do not like Marcus Mariota here. I think this could be the end for him if he ends up losing this game. Yeah, Ace, I, uh, I definitely think you're right on that take. I think he has been playing pretty bad football these last few weeks. He's on a two-game losing streak, lost three out of four. Um, but I, I do think he finds a way to win the game this week. I think it's a, definitely a high-scoring game. I really like the over. It's sitting at 49.5. I know it's a little high, but, you know, the de- Atlanta probably has the worst defense in the league, and um, you know Atlanta still went scoring with scoring points too. So you know Chicago doesn't really have a very good defense as well. So I think both teams will find the end zone a few times. Mark Mariota is really good at using his feet. I think he's going to be able to use his feet a lot against this defense and you know scramble for a lot of yards. Both quarterbacks are going to be running a lot this game. We're going to see it a lot. Um, you're right. I don't think Mark Mariota has been playing very good football. He was on a hot streak to start the season. Obviously cooled off a little. Um, what, do they, what do they got? Desmond Ritter behind him. So if they want to take him out, you got Desmond Ritter. Obviously, you want to see what he could do. But um, this is definitely another chance for Marcus Mariota to keep his starting spot and you know stay in the stay in the hunt in that playoff in that uh, division to um, win that division. I mean, the Bucks are Bucks are what six and five now, five and five, whatever they are. Bucks are like right around there. They're probably only a game 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 and a half out right now. So uh, this is a big game for them. Bears don't really have much going for them. I think the uh, Atlanta can can uh, find a way to win this game in a nail-biter, and Marcus Mariota can keep his starting position for at least another week. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Mark Mariota can stick him around. The, the one thing I do like coming out of Atlanta is that, I think we've touched on a few times, three or four running backs they have. I think it's Huntley, LJR, and uh, Patterson. If you add in Mariota, then they have four running threats out of that backfield, so they're going to have to take advantage of that. Um that being said, with Justin Fields, I did think this. I know that Falcons defense isn't anything to write home about, but they're, I heard this on the Thursday Night Cast as well. They're running 
defense is pretty strong. I know last week they got tore up by Deontay Foreman, but they were ranking in the top 10, I think, top 10 or 15 in run defense. And they have the linebackers that can stay with Justin Fields. So it won't be as easy as the Lions last week. Still like his props and touchdown. But, yeah, if I had to pick, I think it's more of a must win for the Falcons and the Bears. But the Bears have been playing good football, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking anything for a side in this game. Good stuff for our last 1 o'clock game there. I have 83% of the money on the Bears spread. Crazy. So let's jump into the 4 o'clock games. The first one I have is the Las Vegas Raiders at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos the favorite in this matchup at 2.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 148. And the over-under sitting at 41.5. I don't have any trends for this matchup. 63% of the money on Denver spread. What do we got here? Huff, you want to get us going? Yeah, um, obviously a divisional matchup. Um, This is the second time that these two teams have played. The uh, Raiders taking the first game back in week four over the Broncos. That game obviously was in Vegas uh, when the Broncos really couldn't get too many things rolling. Still have struggled over the past couple of weeks since coming back from that game in London where they had the win over another struggling team in the Jaguars. Um, I've been harping on this Broncos team all year. I like them in this divisional spot, minus two and a half. I think Russ is able to get do just enough to get the job done against a struggling Raiders team. They have not looked good over the past couple of weeks, losing to that Colts team that was led by Jeff Saturday last week. Uh, no discount to them. I think they were a good team, and Jonathan Taylor did his more than enough to get carry them to a win. Um, but I just I like the Broncos. It's a very tough place to play up in Denver, Mile High. They all call it. So I like the Broncos minus two and a half here to get things done. Huff, I feel like you've been on your boy Russ all year. Um, I still think he's cooking trash in Denver. But it, um, I'm at the I'm at the point with them though, like. I just have to live or die by it. That's what I'm going to do with the Raiders this week. I've been the same way. They've been burning me. But the Raiders, like, sometimes they look like one of the best teams in football. Other times they look like the worst team in football. It's so strange. I guess Josh McDaniels really isn't cut out to be a head coach. But I'd like to think that they win, especially as underdogs. They've been heavy favorites coming in, so maybe they flip the script on us and only win as underdogs. What do you got? Ace, it's not even game by game. It's just literally quarter by quarter. Did you see that game against uh, Jacksonville that they lost? Yeah. It's- 17 nothing before you can even see. And then what did they lose? Like 23 20, something like that? Like, what about what, what just was it, very- two weeks ago, though? They, they were in the reverse spot, and then they came out of nowhere to win the game or something like that. Or almost win the game. Well, they did it against. They did it against. Uh, Arizona? Arizona yeah. early in the season. That's what I'm saying. It's such a Jekyll and Hyde team that you don't know which team's going to show up, but. I do like the plus. I think that team is just so much better than the Broncos. I don't believe in the Broncos at all. Um, and we talk about Josh McDaniels not being a good head coach, but there's an even worse one on the other sideline this week. Um, I know they're on the road at Mile High, which is a tough spot, like Huff said. But I like the value there. Plus, was it 135? So I'll I'll take the Raiders this week to get back on track, especially the, the injuries decimating that Broncos team. I I literally don't even have a play on this game. Both of these teams stink, in my opinion. Divisional game, I mean, probably want to take the home team in a divisional game, especially in the mile high. Obviously, you always have an advantage there. Um, Russ is just so so bad. I mean, I took the 
I live bet Titans last week, minus two and a half, and I literally didn't sweat it once, even though it was a pretty close game, because I knew that Russ was not going to be able to get it done, and I knew the Titans were going to win that game. And uh, he just he he's doing nothing to nothing to win football games, and neither is Derek Carr on the other side of the ball. So I mean, I don't really have a play for this game. I uh, I think it's one of the worst games of the week. Um, I for the sake of the conversation, I'll take Broncos money line just because they're home. Mackie labeling this one as the worst game of the week. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> The, snoo- the snooze Let's fest jump of the week. Snooze fest the of the week. Worst game of the week. You heard it here first. All right, the next 4 o'clock game we got is the Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. The Cowboys, the favorite here at just a mere one and a half points. The money line at minus 124 and the over under at 47 and a half. The trends I got here are that the Vikings are 16-5 and against the spread in their last 21 games as the home dog. The next one is that the Cowboys are 3-10 and against the spread in their last 13 games against Minnesota, as well as 10-3 and against the spread in their last 13 games on the road. Mackie, get us going. The Cowboys, what do you think they are going to do in this 4 o'clock matchup? Yeah, uh, the Cowboys coming off a really tough loss. To the Packers, obviously up 14 late in the fourth quarter, end up losing in overtime. Dak with some crucial turnovers late in that game, just throwing it to the other team, literally. Not even like aiming for our receivers, just brutal. Brutal football by Dak at the uh, end, end of that game. That being said, um, why are, why are the Cow- coming from a Cowboys fan, why are they favored in this game? You're in, you're in Minnesota. Minnesota's been doing everything to win football games. Um, their strength of schedule is better. Their, their performance has been better. I just... I have no idea why Dallas is favored in that in this game, so uh, it's just making me think that they're going to win this game anyway, just because it makes no sense, and Vegas always wins. Uh, you got a good amount of money coming in on Minnesota. You're already sitting around 60%. I assume that's going to go up a little. I like a high-scoring game here. I think uh, Dallas's defense has been playing pretty pretty shitty in the past few weeks. Um, gave up 31 points to a struggling Aaron Rodgers last week after uh, the Lions only gave up 9 to them, so... I don't like the the way our defense has been playing, and uh, I think our I think our offense will still be able to put up points. Uh, Dak has been playing all right, aside from the turnovers. Uh, run game's going going well. C.D. Lamb's playing out of his mind right now, so uh, I think uh, we'll be able to put points to the board. I think it's going to be a nice game. I think it's going to be more of a shootout. Obviously, Vikings coming off a sick game last week, comeback win against the Bills, um, so their momentum's riding high right now. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson connection has just been absolutely ridiculous. They're Probably the best connection in the league right now. Um, I like the over. I, I like over 47.5. I, I think that, that might be a play from on my card. Um, I don't see a scenario where this game really goes under. I think it's fast-paced all the way through. Um, I'll, I'll ride with my boys here. I, I'll, I'll take the money line, but I, that's just for the sake of conversation. I think I don't really want to choose a side in this game. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I, I love that overplay, actually. That's what I was looking at, 47 and a half. You see me wearing this Cowboys hat today. I thought you'd make a comment about that, Mackie. Uh, dude, I didn't even see it. Yeah, I, the blackout Cowboys. I love it. Yeah. No, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like a fan. It. That's America's team. Uh, fun to watch. But I don't know why they're favored in this spot either. I think a lot of people still underestimating the uh, Vikings. But coming off a loss, they'll be looking to rebound. I guess I'd lean Cowboys here, but not. I'm not. I'm not. Touch, I'm actually not picking a side. I'm not leaning either. Two two teams that are both uh, playing pretty good football. I'd say. 
But I do like the over 47.5. It's my favorite play. Too many stars on both sides of the ball to not put up those points. I know that that Cowboys defense has been really their saving grace throughout the season, but uh, I really like over 47.5 in this matchup. I, I got 71% of the money on Minnesota spread. Yeah, this this line makes no sense in my opinion. I agree. Um, this kind of remind it makes sense to really no one. That's why I think uh, if you take Vikings, it's a trap. Yeah. I think obviously, like you alluded to their game last week, that that crazy win in Buffalo. Obviously, um, the motions are high. Everything's riding high for Minnesota right now. I think this is going to be a very easy spot for Dallas to come up there. Uh, Dallas coming off a tough loss last week on the road, another NFC North team, the Packers. Um, I think it's a pretty good spot for the Cowboys to come in and kind of spoil the party of the Vikings right now and, um, you know, hand them a loss and put them at 8-2 and two after, you know, the Vikings still only having one loss on the year to the Eagles team that just caught their first L. Um, I don't know. Dallas money line minus 120. That's definitely going to be tempting. Um, but again, this Vikings team, it's going to be scary to bet against them, but this is also like a mini primetime game in 430. This will probably be the Fox game. Uh, we'll have to see what Kirk Cousins can do. So um, I don't know. I'm definitely leading Cowboys, I think. This will be one of my favorite games to watch this weekend. It's actually a CBS game, huh? Surprise. Really? Two uh, NFC teams? Yeah, that's very surprising. Vegas and Denver is a Fox game, and then Cincinnati and Pittsburgh is also a CBS game. Okay. Interesting there. I think that's going to be a tough game to call. Make sure to check Sunday around the halftime of the 1 o'clock games for our 4 o'clock picks. The next 4 o'clock game here is the Cincinnati Bengals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Bengals the favorite here at minus 4.5. Their money line at minus 196 and the over-under at 40.5. Huff, what do we think the Steelers are going to do here Here at home? The money split on FanDuel is at 50-50. What do we think? 4.30 game. Um, Yeah, actually, I'll be at this game, so um, definitely going to be the main game of the week that I'm watching and caring about, obviously the Steelers at home last week, coming off a win against the saints, a pretty struggling average saints team. I don't really know what to call them. Uh, not definitely not a good team, but the Steelers definitely aren't a good team either. I'm just going to call it what it is. And the Steelers at home again, against another divisional opponent, a team that we beat in week one and a crate at the time. It was a pretty crazy upset, a six and a half point. I think the Steelers were like plus two thirty money line that game. Um, yeah, and then Steelers come home this week, divisional matchup. I always say give the points, don't take them. I like the Steelers plus four. You can call it a bias pick if you want. I mean, I'm going to be there, so I'm obviously going to take the Steelers with the points here. I think they keep it close. TJ Watts back, so now it's in my opinion it's safe to bet on the Steelers again. I know they're not a good team, but. Um, just covering, winning outright last week. So, and he definitely made an impact on the game with how many sacks that he had. Um, so, I like the Steelers here plus four and a half. I think they're able to keep it close. I also like the under forty and a half. I think it's a low scoring game as Cincinnati Pittsburgh usually is. Um, but I definitely am leading Steelers plus four and a half. Mackie, I don't know which way you're going. 
Yeah, uh, I think the big thing here is that T.J. Watt is back and he's healthy. And we saw last week, you know, when T.J. Watt plays football games, the Pittsburgh Steelers win. And I think we've seen, what, what are they, 2-1 and one now with him on the season? Mm-hmm. I mean, this team is pretty brutal without him, and we've seen that they're 1-6, 1-5 and six, one and five without him. But they they find ways to win football games with T.J. Watt on the football field. And this is a divisional game, you know, you're home. You got you, you got a nice win last week uh, against the Saints. You know, I really I really like this team to get a win here. I think it's a... Uh, it's going to be a, more of a shootout. I know, I know it's Joe Burrow against Kenny Pickett, and you don't really like that. But um, I th- I just think Kenny Pickett can do just enough to get by in this game, and I think the defense really shuts down Joe Burrow. And he doesn't have Jamar Chase, so he's uh can't really be bailed out as much as he usually is. So I like the Steelers with the points here. You, get, you give them four points at home in a divisional matchup, and you're probably going to take it nine out of ten times. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go with the Steelers plus four. Well, I am surprised to hear that. I knew the, the Yenzers would be on their boys, but... I think that the Bengals owe the TJ Watt, man. I know, TJ, no, I know TJ, TJ Watt, Watt is the difference maker. I think that the, the Bengals owe the Steelers an ass kicking for that week one loss. Um, really fumbled the bag there, and the Steelers, one of the worst teams in the league, no, no offense there, um, turned out to steal that one from. They, hey, I said the I want us to keep losing games. I want a top five pick, and Tomlin's not going to let me get it. He's going to keep winning. Yeah, games no, no, like he's this. too good of a coach to do that. It's like what we do with Cam Newton. But the thing is. Like the the Bengals snatched defeat from the jaws of victory in Week One, and I think they've been they they started off really slow. They had that Super Bowl hangover, you know. But um, I really like the way that they've been playing football. I think that they come out and roll them. I'm gonna hammer the the Bengals minus one ninety six. Do I see that on my card? And I'm gonna on my buck, and I'm gonna take them minus four four and a half. Either one. I always take a half point regardless. If I think they're gonna blow them out just for the peace of mind. But um, I really think that the Bengals blow the doors off the Steelers this week. Um, I'm one and one, and I've said this before. I think I said that with the Bills, and it came true. So with the Bucks, who were one of the most underwhelming teams in the NFL, even though they picked it up and they blew it right up in my face. So I think I get back on track this week with the Bengals actually taking it to them in a divisional matchup. I think there's something to be said for these NFC or AFC North matchups. A lot of the time, these teams don't sweep. They usually split these uh, season series. So that's why I love the Bengals money line, and I will take them with the spread as well. I, I think Joe Barr has a day. And I know T.J. Watt will get a few sacks, get his, but Bengals could put up way too many points. And let's not forget about that guy who is Joe Mixon, probably one of the hottest running backs in the league. He had that five-touchdown performance, what, two weeks ago? So too many mouths. I know no Jamar Chase, but I like the Bengals a lot in the spot to get back on track and reclaim that division with the Ravens. Good 4 o'clock game here. I'm going to be interested. I'm going to be watching this one. Huff said he'll be at this one. I think I like Steelers here. We'll have to wait and see what happens. All righty. Sunday primetime game is up next. we got the Chiefs and the Chargers in Los Angeles. we got the Chiefs as the favorite here, minus 5.5 points. The money line sitting at minus 255, and the over-under sitting at 50.5. The trends I got here are that the Chiefs have won 11 straight games in November. They are 38-5 straight up in their last 43 divisional games. And they've won 7 straight at the Chargers and are 7-1 and one against the spread in their past 8 visits. What do we think is going to happen here in Los Angeles as the Sunday primetime game comes about? Mackie, you are up for this one. What do you think? Yeah, um, I'm all over the Chiefs in this game. It's definitely another game. Like you said, uh, Patrick Mahomes, 
eleven and zero in November, and this team, this Chargers team is just so banged up and they're so inconsistent and they don't really have much going for them right now. I know they squeaked by five and a half seems well, kind of low for that. They, they for lost last. They covered for me though. Yeah, it does, and I think it. I I think it's sad. At, uh, yeah, they covered last week against the Niners, they, but they it, they didn't put up a good show. I mean, I guess they put up a good show. I don't know. That was a tough game. If if you guys remember, this is about the same spread that these two teams had the last time they met, and it fell right in between that five points with the Chiefs winning. Yeah, that was a healthier Chargers team. Justin Herbert was 100%. Not really. J.C. Jackson was still playing. Remember Justin Herbert? Yes, with the, Yeah, but you remember in the fourth quarter, he backdoor covered with that the broken rib touchdown? That was the insane backdoor cover, yeah. He backdoored with the rib with the yeah. rib problem. So before the rib problem, he wasn't doing shit. But he drove the field with the rib yeah, problem, he made that, what I'm saying. He, he, made, he made that sick like 40-yard throw on fourth down. I yeah, think it was. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Well, what about that game, too? Know, the Chargers should have won that game. If you remember, Gerald Everett dropped a touchdown into the Chiefs' rookie's defensive hand for a 100-yard pick six. That changed the whole complexity of the game. Yeah, you're right. It did, and I and I don't think that's any different this game. I think the Chiefs are definitely going to... The Chiefs are so good, and they're and they're showing how good they oh, are. I Seven agree. and two I agree. now. They're back on a roll. They've been, they always hit this spot in the middle of the season where they just prove that they're the best team in the league, and they know you know what Pat Mahomes can do. And They're just they're, they're rolling right now, and uh, Chargers are doing the complete opposite. They squeaked by a win two weeks ago against the Falcons by three points. A really bad Falcons team at the moment. Um, you know, you kind of got exposed last week against against the Niners. They controlled that entire second half. I know they they somehow had a first half lead, but I don't I don't really know. Uh, that uh, they obviously weren't holding on to that. Um, I just don't think they can compete against these top contenders anymore, especially with uh how injured they are. I think five and a half points right now is not enough. I know uh it's a prime time game and Pat Mahomes always falls. All right, he doesn't start off games hot in a prime time game. Obviously, last last uh two weeks ago he played the Titans and. Squeaked out a win in overtime, but um, I, Titans are way better than the Chargers right now. Chargers are not a very good football team right now with all their injuries, so I think uh, Chiefs will cover this five and a half points and uh, get a pretty easy win here. I'm right. Yeah, there I with mean, you. I like five it. and a half is just a lot a divisional game. It, it scares me. I mean, I understand everything you're saying. I agree with you. They're banged up, really banged up. But divisional game at home. Justin Herbert's getting healthier. Austin Eckler's been playing great. Also, the injury to Juju Smith-Schuster, let's not sweep that under the rug. That's uh, Mahomes' security blanket. But I do love the addition of Kadarius Toney coming on and um, absorbing some of those targets and stepping up into a larger role. I do think the Chiefs win this game. Five and a half points is just tough against Justin Herbert. He loves to stick around. got a great arm. He can score points at any given moment. Um, they're at home, and it's a divisional game. I think my prop that I'll probably do is – um, the Mahomes passing yardage prop, that's that's a good one. It hit the last time in the primetime against the Titans. Like you said, he struggles in the primetime, but when he struggles, that's when they throw every play. They don't like to run as it is, but every play will turn into passing yardage for Patrick Mahomes, so I love that play. Um, Kelsey, a little bit tougher matchup with Derwin James, um, if he's even playing. I know that the injury report for the Chargers is always up and down, but uh, yeah, not enough weapons for Herbert to... Let me take that money line, even though that money line is juicy. But without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, it's kind of sketchy. Um, yeah, uh, maybe the over. But uh, maybe I tease the the Chiefs to win. But I don't know. This is, definitely look out our cards for a Sunday night pick here. My, I'm not making my true pick here. Huff, what do you got? I'm with Mac. Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I think they get the job done. I think a five-and-a-half-point spread on Sunday night football. I could definitely is, could be obviously not something you want to take. 
Um, but in this spot, I like the Chiefs. I know we always say in the divisional matchups, you usually split, and obviously the Chiefs getting the win the last one by three. We said the backdoor cover by the Chargers. Um, but I think, like Mackie said, this is the stretch of the midseason where the Chiefs are just going to dominate and not really look back at many of these games. Uh, while most of these AFC juggernauts that we've looked at throughout most of the season have kind of been struggling over the past couple of weeks, the Bills, um, I know the Dolphins just keep picking up wins, but that division is so tough. And uh, obviously with the Raiders are the Raiders, the Chargers are banged up. The Chiefs division is pretty much locked up to be Kansas City. Um, so I think this is one where they just kind of roll it on Sunday night. I think this won't be too much of a game come the fourth quarter. Um, I could see the Chiefs being up by maybe 14 if the um, they end up losing. I, I could see – I don't see a situation where the Chargers even win this game, but I, I like the I like the Chiefs minus five and a half. You don't think the Chargers tighten up that division? I mean, coming into the season, we talk about how hot they are and how much they're on the ups, uptick. Herbert, the team. I know they're injured. I know they're injured. It's not this, it's not even close to the same team that we were talking about at the beginning yeah, of the season. No, I it's agree. With you. It's like literally... you don't think you don't think in a primetime game at home that they have a chance to win. You don't think there's any chance that the dude. Uh, I took them last I week mean, we saw in what San Francisco. Week. I think obviously this. I took them last yeah. week in San Francisco. I was confident in them in that game. Obviously, that ended up working out for me. Much hit, worse but... and a much much worse defense. If it wasn't Pat Mahomes, I'd say they had a chance to win this game. I I love the Chiefs, and I'm all over the Mahomes. I think that they win, but five and a half is way too many points to me. A divisional game. That's a different story. Obviously, they can cover a spread, but I just don't think they can. Well, if you can cover five and a half points, that means you should be have a a chance to win the game, though. Not necessarily. It could always be a backdoor cover. Mahomes even even with that backdoor cover, last game they played against. Again, always Mahomes always finds ways to win games down the stretch. And again, last week they were down seventeen to nine. He ends up winning. 2017 in overtime. You will always find a way to yeah. win a game against a bad Mahomes team. Is my favorite. Bad team this year. Mahomes is my favorite to bet on, too. I, I agree with all the points you're saying. But I would just oh, be man. a little bit hesitant with that. I mean, I don't. I wouldn't want to be eating my words saying that five and a half points is easy win. It's not like the Chargers are a bad team. You know what I mean? It's not like... Yeah, they are. They, they, they literally are, though. You think they're they a bad team? Are, in my opinion. I think they with the team that they have right now, they are bad. They're team. in the playoff 100%. hunt, though. They're like that eighth seed. They need to win games to get in. These games are very important for them. Yeah, I know, and that's not good to have an important game against. They're not. Home. They're not a bad team. Five five. They're not a. They also have a pretty. They also have a pretty tough schedule coming up. I was going over the schedule. I don't think this team makes the playoffs. I don't think so either because of the injuries, and I don't think they win this game. But it's just you can't write them off. It's not like, it's not like the Jets who have been faltering lately, and it's like, oh, it's the Jets, and they have Zach Wilson at quarterback, and they're inexperienced. It's like, no, look at the names on this team. They still have the names to put together a string. Dude, the Jets are literally a better football team than the Chargers at this moment. I don't think so. Not even a doubt in my mind. Huff, what do you think about that? What was it, the Jets and the Chargers? The, yeah. They were playing this week. The Chargers would be favorited for sure. Yeah, but I'd probably take the Jets plus I, the points. I, That's the thing. Yeah, but like, neither, I don't think, take – I don't – who do you believe in more, the Chargers or the Jets? Dude, the Chargers are so good at losing football. No, games. I agree with you. I agree. Like, they are so good at, at underachieving. To write them off on, like I just don't. They always have too much talent. Too much talent in that. Too much talent in that week seven. So important. Like Justin Herbert can win you a game on his own. Dude, who do you who do you think is better, Derek Carr or Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert. Okay, Derek Carr beat him out in Week 18 in a win-or-go-home game last last year because Justin Herbert is so good at losing important football games. <laughs> he will never be that young. good because 
No, dude, he's so he's done it like three you years. You can't write off they've Justin Herbert when he's in his third season. I'm not writing off Justin Herbert. He's a good quarterback, but he's the most unclutch quarterback ever in his first three seasons. I, I, it's it's actually crazy. Like he loses. Well, so he's many, also the so only he's the games. only so many, quarterback that loses his top receiver year in and year out. It really sounds like you're just making excuses for him at this point. No, I don't think the, he wins the team this game. Is always you you saying the Chargers receivers. are a bad team is a bad take. They're not a bad team. Dude, the Chargers are a bad team right now. They barely beat a, a – What's their record? Like you said, Mark Farron has been they're – five, They're five and four. They're not a bad team. You Why not? Because they're above 500. There's a bunch of teams that are above, below Dude, wait till the end of the season, dude. What do you think they finish? I also just said right now with all their injuries. With, well, with all their injuries. What do you think they finished? I'd I'd have to I'd have to go Off over. Top of your head. Eight and nine. You, yeah. Eight and nine. That's not a bad team though. It's mediocre. Why not? Why is that not it's a bad a mediocre team? team? What if the Giants finish eight and nine? What are you going to say about them? They're not the bad teams will finish with like. You would wins. say you would a hundred percent. You would say right now, right now, right now. You would say if the Giants finish eight nine. You'd be like, yeah, that team's shit. You'd say, no, I wouldn't say they're shit. You'd say that team is shit. I wouldn't say they're shit. She would. No, I wouldn't. I would she would because there's. I would. You know what? I'd say shit. The teams that are going to be top five in the draft. Those are the only bad teams. If you're in the middle, if you're around nine and eight, that means you could beat to anybody or lose to anybody. You're not a bad team. You're just badly that's, coached. That's or not, you're injured. That's not really true. If if the if the Commanders finish eight and nine, they're still a bad team. Right now they're five and five. They're a bad team. But the, look at the division that the Chargers play in. Also, you said it yourself. They have one of the hardest schedules down the stretch. The NFC East is literally the statistically the best division in football. All right, so now you're using two different arguments, though. You're going off of statistics, like I was trying to. No, do before, I just said. And now you're no, going I, off okay, of they, they're good or bad. I just head. said to statistically, so you didn't have an argument for it. They're, they're they, five I and four. If an you're five and they, four, you're a good team. Who's five and four? The Chargers. They're five. Oh, I thought you meant the commander. That doesn't mean that you're a good <laughs> it means team. You're pretty dude. good like, if you're above 500 to me. Okay, okay. How many teams have five I, wins? I disagree. How many teams have five wins in the NFL right now? Five or more? Probably 16. Probably about 16. You think? Uh, probably around half, yeah. Let me see. Uh, my, my phone's dead. Let's see. We'll look that up. NFL. I'll look it up right now. How many teams are above 500? There's another. Five teams, five, 17 teams have five wins. I think there's 17. They're in a playoff spot, the though. They're in a playoff spot right now. They're not a bad team. In the AFC, you, I, there's only one, two, three, a, four. And then besides the AFC East, but you have four other teams than the AFC East that are above five but and four. They're, they're, they're no shot at contending. There's 17 team. teams. I'm not that, saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. Or even that have playoffs, five wins. But the fact that you're saying they're a bad team is not true. Why not? It's a take. Be, they're not bad, it's though. Not, it's, not, it's, not un, it's not untrue just because you say it's untrue. It, I, it's my take. Yeah, it's valid. <laughs> but I don't, I, just, I, don't, I just think it's a bad take. I can say that it's they have too much talent to be a bad team. A bad you could say the Raiders are a bad team with talent because their record. If you're five and you four, just contradicted right? yourself. They have too much talent to be a bad team. The Raiders are but a bad five team. Five and four with the talent. They don't have the talent right now on the field. They have nobody on the field. They have, Justin they have Herbert, Herbert Austin Eckler, Eckler, Bosa, James. You have your two. You have your two top receivers uh, on the IR. You have JC Jackson on the IR. You just paid him thirty million. How many teams have a, you, have you, a quarterback team... and running back as good as those two, and then two defensive players as good as those two? Though it doesn't matter. It matters what you have around it. Well, they're five and four. Oh my god! They're sitting in a good spot. Yeah, yeah. Well, they they have a tough matchup this week, but I bet you they still finish with ten wins. I I a hundred percent doubt that they have ten wins this year. Huh? Go through their schedule right now and get and pick out pick out. 
Five more wins. You I don't have the schedule. You two right should now, have a friendly wager on this. That sounds like a fun thing to put a friendly long term. I think on. the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win this week. Obviously, I do it every year with my boy. That's a huge Chargers fan, and I win every single year. That's how I know this. Like he does it consistently. I don't care about the Chargers that much. I just think they're a decent team, though they're not bad. You can't say they're a bad team. They could be anybody in the NFL. They they are they are a bad team. <laughs> mm, I don't know. I don't think so. I'll disagree with you on that. Okay, so they have... Hopefully Justin Herbert turns up like Justin Fields did when you talk down on the Justins, and then they just start bawling after. So maybe Mackie's speaking into existence by negating it. Yeah, I don't know. I think this might go the opposite way. That's what you said last time. That's what you said about the Bruins. The Vikings. (laughs) 82-game season, dude. Just hold on to the end of the season. Yeah. But, uh, no, I do think the Chargers uh, lose this week. But like I said, it's just a, that's a pesky team. Pesky team. You don't want to see the Chargers on your schedule, I would say. Should be a good game, though. I'm excited for this matchup. It's going to be fun to watch. It was last time, too. Remember when we were in the offseason talking about how good the Chargers were? I bet you we could pull up clips of maybe you guys saying they could win the division. Well, and it's uh, the same team. No, but still, I'm. I, how many times I gotta say it's literally a no. I agree, but I still think they're like... a good team with without those guys. It's they're fine. Too much, too much changes me. Like when Josh Palmer's your number one receiver, I can't. And I again, Do you I believe, took them last week. You believe in the you believe in the Patriots and Jets to make the playoffs before the Chargers, though. Yeah, that, right now, Drew, the Patriots are five. The, the Patriots and Chargers have the same record right now, and I think the Patriots have a way better chance of getting in the playoffs than, than the Chargers. The, they don't have one credible win. Oh, my God. Not one. Who? The Chargers have beaten the Raiders, the Texans, the Browns by two points, the Broncos, and the Falcons. The Browns is their best win without Deshaun Watson, and they beat him by two points because Cam York can't hit a 55-yard field goal. All right, boys, good stuff out of the primetime game for Sunday. Let's move over to the Monday primetime game, the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. A big spread here, the 49ers as the favorite eight and a half points. The money line sitting at minus 360 and the over-under sitting at 43.5. The trends I got for this one are the Cardinals are 2-11 against the spread in their last 13 Monday night home games. The 49ers are 16-2 against the spread in their last 18 Monday road games. And the 49ers are 6-1 against the spread in their past seven divisional games. Cardinals just 1-6 in their last seven divisional games. What do we think here, boys? Mackie, you want to get us going on this Monday night football game? Yeah, uh, this Niners team has looked absolutely incredible ever since gaining, obviously, in my opinion, the best running back in the game, uh, Christian McCaffrey. Um, they just don't really have many weak spots to their game now. Um, they're probably, if not front runners, top two front runner to uh, come out of the NFC this year. Obviously, they've seen success in the playoffs in these most recent years. 
Jimmy Garoppolo has seen success in the most recent years, but this team is just run, rolling right now, and I think uh, their five and four record is going to look a lot more like eight and four, nine and four in the next four or five weeks. So uh, they should go on a little on a little run here. On the other hand, this Cardinals team just looks out of the dumps. Obviously, they got a nice win last week in the battle of the backup quarterbacks, uh, a blowout win over the uh, L.A. Rams, but both teams looking awful. I just don't think the Cardinals have enough to keep up with the Niners this week. That being said, it's a divisional game, primetime Monday Night Football game. It's eight-point spread, spread's a little high. I'd probably stay away from it. Um, I'd lean more on the under. I like the a divisional under here. Uh, away teams getting a lot of, or giving a lot of points, so uh, a lot of trends lean under here. I think I like the under in this game. Good stuff, Mackie. Huff, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I like it to be a low-scoring game. Um, obviously, I looked at the percentage of the money and the, the heavy amount of money on the Niners. They're kind of becoming America's team with a lot of the, obviously, high-scoring games. The They're going to be in a lot of these primetime games uh, over the next couple of weeks. Um, this Niners team, it's hard to go against them. I did it last week with the Chargers plus the points. I'm probably going to do it again this week. I'm going to take um, the Cardinals probably plus eight and a half. I think it is eight, whatever it is. Anytime I see that many points in a primetime game, I usually just rip it and see what happens. But um, I like the under and probably leading leaning Cardinals with the points. Not too shabby there. Ace, are you commenting on this? So 49ers and Cardinals, two teams I've been – Really betting on all year. A divisional matchup, another great game we get to get in the prime time. I'm hoping that Kyler can come back to have a meaningful game against Jimmy G and the uh, Niners. But coming in, eight points is a lot. I know that they have all the weapons and whatnot, but in a divisional game, this could really go either way. I might be leaning on Cardinals' money line here just to have them get back into the division. Five and six would put them, and it would make the the Niners go back to 500 at five and five and really tighten things up as I think the Seahawks are trending down too. So this division could come down to the wire with a big win by Murray and Co. Um, at home, it's going to be a tough spot, but I think Hopkins will have a day. Definitely going to be looking at his prop. And then CMC, we know he'll be eating on the other side. So will be a fun one to watch, one of my favorite ones of the week. Um, definitely look at the card. Nothing official from me yet for this game, but I will be having plays this Monday Night Football. Another interesting week here, week 11. That's going to wrap it up this week. Lots of good stuff to come out. Be sure to check out all our social media platforms on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for all our picks each and every game day. Very excited about this week. Anything else to add, boys? Lots of good stuff out of this week. That's all I got. Yeah, not much else coming from me. Thanks for listening. Uh, See you guys next week. Uh, let's have a good week 11 in the NFL and all the other sports. So, like you said, stay tuned everything. We have all social media. Um, yeah, see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Yeah, just another great week of football, you know. Um, got a nice got a nice slate this Sunday and uh, nice some nice primetime games this week, so it should be a good week of football. Excited to get into it. Thanks. Yeah, no, definitely excited for this week of football. A lot of meaningful games. Um, Any game can have an impact on what the postseason results are going to look like. Maybe even for those Chargers Mackie and I were debating upon earlier. 
But uh, definitely ready to roll. Follow our socials and tune in. Make sure you're getting the best picks. We got some Thursday night plays. We got some uh, Sunday plays coming at you. My Patriots looking to get back into that hunt for the division. And uh, we got those NHL, NBA, World Cup plays all coming at you. So definitely, definitely be aware of it. Um, yeah, I'm ready to roll. Looking to have another positive week and keep the second half of the season going. Uh, thanks for listening. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.